Earthlings, this is Dan Panic, and you've entered the Dummy Room. This is the big time, girly. This is rock and roll. Hey everybody, you're in the dummy room. I'm Jody Have Not, joined as always by Mr. Nate Demmel. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing pretty good tonight. Uh, how are you? I'm great. And we got a special guest. We do. I didn't uh, fall asleep. I didn't have to work. <laughs> Shit's going down tonight. We got Jay Prozac. How you doing, man? Yo, Hello. what's up? What's going Hello, on? Hello, Jay. Fuck yeah, the dummy room. All right, so uh, I don't know if you shared that the new record with many people, Jay, but me and Jody are fortunate enough to have heard the new record. And cool. uh, I like it, and I think Jody likes it. Yeah, I'm digging it, man. Sounds great. Um, So, so when is it coming out? <laughs> When's it coming out? I don't know. we gotta got to see how much overtime I get put in. <laughs> gotcha. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to have it out uh, sometime in the next three or four months. Right on. Cool. So it's it's coming out on Out Loud a little bit and a little bit yeah, of self release. Yeah, I'm working with with Matt at Out Loud Records, and we're uh, he's gonna help. He's helping me with some promotional stuff and all that. And uh, uh, yeah, we're basically kind of doing it together. Yeah. So uh, I've done two records with Matt through through the Out Loud label. Mm-hmm. So he's another he's another one of us lifers in this pop punk shit. Totally. And a super good dude, so you know. Yeah. Yeah, working on getting getting a getting vinyl. Getting I haven't done a vinyl an LP since like two thousand nine. So I'm kinda of looking forward to doing that and it seems like what all the kiddies are doing these days, so right. we'll see what happens. Hey Jay, I was always curious, man, before we get too far into everything. I've always been into that logo that you have, the pill logo. I was just kind of curious, like, did you design that or what was the story with that? Oh man, here we here we go. I got, I got do I have to bleed the truth? Yes. <laughs> right. <I'll> <laughs> Whatever give... <laughs> you want us to know about it. <laughs> All right. I'll I'll give you the truth. The pill came from a, a piece of clip art from a big giant catalog of clip art that my t-shirt the guy that does my t-shirts had back in 2001 wow yep it's cool you've been able to make it your own though you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean back then i didn't expect to actually do anything with it i thought i was gonna be doing the grand pricks (laughs) (laughs) the prozac is just like a hey my my band doesn't want to write little mutant pop inspired pop songs so that's what I kind of how I started doing the Prozacs. Yeah. But yeah, the <laughs> I had a, a little. There was a piece of clip art that I used on a, the very first T-shirt we did, and they had three pills on it. Right. Which actually, Mikey from Johnny Three has all three of the pills tattooed on him. 
cool. Yeah, I, I snagged that one pill, but yeah, that's that's where it came from. Right. <laughs> but most of the album art, like all the album art, since it's all been original art. So right on. You know, man, I remember <laughs> when that first, you know, when Thanks for Nothing came out. That record to me is still like absolutely fucking classic, dude. First Prozac's, that's the shit. I still, I still blast that man. The thanks for nothing. That's the shit. It's, yeah, it's a good one, dude. That's yeah, funny, man. It's funny, like with you, Jody, because uh, kind of like when I met you. Yeah. That was like right around when this stuff was just kind of brewing. Right. Yeah, because you were doing the Grand Prix then. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, when yeah. I when I met you, we were kind of blowing up, like as a band, like blowing apart, I guess. And it was literally like a month later I started doing the Prozacs, kind of trying to start something new just for fun yeah and what's even funnier is one of the names i was one of the names on my list of my short list of names for the ba- for a band was um the forget me nots <laughs> which always made me think of the have nots which was, <laughs> right. it was later it was literally like a month from when i when i met you yeah it was probably you know that probably had something to do with it that's cool man when we when we first got that disc man i was like holy shit dude because I loved the Grand Prix already, but the Prozacs to me were just like that next level shit. You know what I mean? I still love it. You don't know what you want to do it. I just want to do it. You don't know what you want to do it. I just want to do it. You don't know what you want to do. One thing I know is true. Yeah, I just want to do it with you. You don't know what you want to do it. I just want to do it. You don't know what you want to do it. I just want to do it. You don't know what you want to do. One thing I know is true. Yeah, I just want to do it with you. That that whole like first album was like <laughs> the gist of it was kind of a was kind of a fuck you like my local <laughs> my local scene really yeah the Grand Prix broke up and like I don't know it was weird we had like this following in the area and uh, the band I don't know it started dissolving and everyone turned their backs on me that like that from the scene and like the whole the whole point of of me moving on with music was because of the guys I was playing with just wasn't, wasn't jiving. Right. So, so, you know, and, uh, I was all about making music and that kind of wasn't really what the band was, had was turning into. So I, I called it thanks for nothing. That was like, uh, <laughs> that was me basically <laughs> saying, fuck you. Right. It was like the guy on the cover, like 
with the fucking, yeah, about yeah. to blow the fucking dynamite plunger thing. Yeah. <laughs> I do that with a lot of my music, though. I have a lot of, uh, a lot of like shit kind of thrown in there. Yeah. Little fuck yous here and there. That actually means something, you know, good and bad and whatever. Right. <laughs> the song Give Me the Prozac was actually, was, was me telling, telling the little quick little story of, you know what, I don't need you guys. <laughs> and keep totally. on doing this. But I love perks anyway so it was yeah. those wouldn't that, be anything else without it so that's another one that has killer background parts <laughs> yeah yeah it's all those pop records and all that weasel and all those queers you totally. know what i mean <laughs> totally gotta love it you were actually the first dude i ever met that had the fucking 27 tattoo like way that's back crazy. then i thought it was super cool i think we mentioned that's it on a show before <laughs> many of them yeah. although i i never i was thinking about that the other day too with i guess i i hadn't met anybody with it yet and i hadn't met anybody that had the weasel either we didn't have internet either so <laughs> yeah that's true, totally true and what we did have was fucking dial up so it was basically not having internet you know what I'm saying? it's fucking useless so yeah man i want to hear all about this fucking puke fest dude i was super stoked that you guys were gonna go over there and do that it's rad Dude, yeah, the Puke Fest was awesome. Um, yeah, I've never been out of the country. So, hey, Jay, I don't mean to interrupt, yeah. but how, how do you, is that something you guys get just out of the blue, get invited to to go do? Uh, uh, not exactly. We, um, a friend of mine, this guy, Mark, who had gone out to Puke Fest last year, I think he went last year and he went, maybe he went the year before too. He lives in Connecticut, like not too far from us. Mm-hmm. But uh, he uh, he became like a this guy just got into pop punk like just maybe like three four years ago and he's just all over the fucking place. He goes to all the all the festivals and he's out of the country like every other month. And so anyhow, he last year he was like, dude, you need to get on this puke fest. They're gonna love you out there. You need to you need to do this. You need to do this. So I actually contacted Lars uh, from Neon Bone mm-hmm. and just said, hey man. Uh, What's going on with this puke fest thing? Well, uh, and uh, you know, you'd be interested in maybe coming out if it's something possible. And he's like, you know, it's booked up, but he goes, I'd love to have you guys out here next year. And lo and behold, the beginning of last year, he messaged me and asked if we wanted to do it. So, uh, yeah, and I actually, I actually booked the thing. I didn't know my band. I never know what's going on with people in the <laughs> band, so I just kind of booked it. And my wife said, "Yeah, let's do it. We're gonna go out there." So I I booked it without even before I even like knew if I was gonna have my band out there or not. <laughs> well, it makes and you I'll, like forced to make it happen, though, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. So actually, I actually didn't think I'd go out there with the band. I was already gonna just try to get some backup players from out there. I don't know. You know play a set or whatever, you know. And, yeah. But uh, yeah. So that's kind of how it happened. So he asked us and. This year we we got on it and you know so it was yeah it was wicked exciting it was a little nerve wracking just the whole like experience of going to another country and all that because I've never other than like Canada yeah I yeah. never 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 did that but yeah it was super cool you know and uh so did you guys just fly in with like your uh, guitars or did you use somebody else's guitars and uh, shit? we we but we borrowed pretty much everything cool I was like I was we're ner- nervous about the whole like crossing borders or having like work visas or totally 
you know, I guess the whole thing with bands like <laughs> at our level, it's like, yeah, we're going to play shows and we're not making money because we're not. Right. Yeah. That sort of so yeah, so we had merch, some merch made out there, and mailed mailed some merch out there as well, and uh, we borrowed gear, and we played three shows, so we had uh, we got we got backlined at every show, and it went it went pretty smooth. Cool. Yeah, I saw some clips, man. I, I saw a clip where you guys were doing a boy and his bike somewhere, and like all these people were doing the you know the the background part. It was so <laughs> yeah. cool, dude. I saw that, yeah. I mean, it has to be yeah, cool that's... to go to it entirely across the fucking globe and just have all these people know every word. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be cool. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know. Well, he kind of coerced them too. Not a whole that song doesn't have a whole lot to it. Yeah, but just gonna give them go, the perfect <laughs> sing along. You know what I mean? <laughs> give them the sweet backing vocals. But no, that that's funny because like that song was a total like when I, I never expected to even play that song live, and it 
turns out being like a kind of staple in the set. That's cool. So good know, one. But um, yeah, it was awesome. I was like, dude, all the bands were awesome. It was cool. Like I don't get to be around that kind of, you know, that kind of the bands like us very often. Right. You know, you play. You've been doing it long enough. You know how it is. Totally. There's not like a quantified amount of pop punk bands, I think, in anyone's scene or area. So it's always a treat. One of the cool things is like getting to meet a lot of people that you only know from the internet. You know, yeah. maybe bands that you knew mm-hmm. or fans that you know, just because you you see them posting all over all the social media. Right. And then, you know, like, I think I know that person. Or, or people that you talk to that you in person that you don't even know who they are and you're like, Oh shit, I've been like Facebook friends with you for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but so Jay, like how, how did you get into the whole punk rock thing? You know what I'm saying? Like were you listening to other music like in the eighties and shit and then discovered punk? Were you always punk rock? Like what happened? What was the deal? Um, what yeah. happened? Dude, I was in, I was in, that's <laughs> what what happened was... I what went like, wrong in your life? What, well, what had happened was... <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, like, dude, growing up, I listened to um, pretty much, like, the, my staple cassettes when I was when I was probably, you know, like, early 80s, early, mid-80s. Yeah. I listened to t- tons of Aerosmith, right. uh, Bangles, Beach Boys, and Molly Crew. And in the 80s, it was mostly hair hair metal bands. It was all like my mom's cassettes. Gotcha. So, so it was, you know, lots of Poison and Def Leppard. So I always loved like the hair metal. And I love like oldies. But like yeah. I wasn't like a, a music guy. And um, the the probably the, the first piece of music that like struck me in any way was like uh, when Appetite for Destruction came out. Right on. Like, you know, I loved Motley Crue. And that was like the next level for me from that. But appetite was just like, oh wow, this is a whole thing. Like, well, when that was like eighty, it's like eighty-seven or so. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that was when I first started getting excited for like music. Right on. You know, ah, oh, the next, the next records. I was like excited for the next Metallica record coming out, and the next, you know, the, the Use Your Illusion records. But <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, you know what? I kind of transcended through high school, like getting into like um, probably like junior, junior, senior year. Soul Asylum was one of the bands that I started get. I got like a different feeling from. I think it was that was kind of leading me to that punk world. But pretty right. much, dude, it was like the Green Day explosion, I guess. Gotcha. That's you know, a like, lot of right people, around man. That, yeah, a lot of people yeah, got into nuts. it because of that. It's cool. I was thinking about that too, and like with Green Day, it's weird because it was that time period. But I was like, I, I rode BMX bikes. Like yeah. that was my thing from you know from when I was like 12 up until I was, I was in my thirties and, uh, ever since you saw that movie rad, huh? Oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, it was all the skate videos in the, the early nineties where everything was punk rock, all the music. Like I heard green day before I I knew what green day was. There was this one video from, uh, S and M bikes and, and the, the whole soundtrack was, you know, 2000 light years away was on it. Uh, not, it opens with knowledge and like all these bands I didn't know. So it's like right now it feels like a blender trying to think back. Cause like so much happened in like a matter of like a year or two. Right. Uh, you know, but yeah, green day blew up and I don't think green day hit me the way 
maybe some people did because like for me like when when Green Day came, like I was hearing these songs in the bike videos, so I was starting to try to figure out like who are these bands, what's you know, and then like Offspring came out, and then I'm like, oh, Sessions was in a video, but it was like the Offspring before, you know, and like Bad Religion, and you know, Rancid to Op Ivy, and all this stuff was just it was all new to me. So as much as like Green Day and like stuff was on the you know Dookie and all that. To me, it was still kind of in the mix of like, dude, I was buying like Collective Soul records at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But, but at that same time, I wound up buying uh, No Effects' White Trash, Two Hubes and a Bean because there was a, uh, a song and a bike video. When I got that record, like that's the record. That's yeah. the one that I'm like, nobody, there's not anybody in my life that i know that knows who this band is <laughs> yeah and it was like this treasure that was my that was my record where i was like i have something here that like i don't even like know anything about it and it's crazy because like every bit of music i knew was like on the radio or accessible or whatever so like right. dude white track tubes and the bean that was my that was like my landmark that's cool and that was i was like wow starting you know and then it was what the punkorama Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, so that's where I started, and I like started eating up from there. And like within the next, you know, month, year, like Lookout Records. And by the time I found Screeching Weasel and MTX, like that's where it, the big shift was. Yeah, it was a band. So yeah, that's cool, man. You know, I like that White Trash record too, man. That was like the only No Effects record I I still could listen to, probably. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was pretty good back in the day. It had some I revisited it. Yeah. Hey, you know but that song that the uh, can't play the song on the radio. Love that one. It's good. It was one. just it was foreign to me. Yeah. Like, all right, this, here's this band singing they can't play the song on the radio, and like, yeah, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, why the fuck can't they play the song on the radio? And how the hell does this band have like albums out? <laughs> like, you know, I, I I didn't get it at the time. Yeah. And I was in college, man. I was a late bloomer to all this stuff. Right I, I guess it felt like it. It's been a long time now, right? But totally. I don't know. I guess when you're like 16 compared to like 18, it feels like a big, huge time. Right. You mentioned you're a big Motley Crue fan, Jay. Right? Did you see yeah. the uh, did you see the trailer for that fucking movie? <laughs> I, I I saw something about it. I, I didn't really. I haven't really. Uh... It looks fucking brutal, but you know we got to check it out. <laughs> Yeah, I watch just about any kind of band, movie, and/or documentary. It's just, yeah, it just interests me. I watched that fucking Queen one. I thought it sucked. I haven't seen that. Yeah, everyone's like, it's so great. It sucked. Did it really? It did to me. I don't know. (laughs) Did you hear the uh, the new Motley Crue song? No, Uh, I haven't. Ugh. Ugh. I wouldn't be too interested in hearing anything. It's it's really bad. So. Yeah, yes. you know what's weird? Like back then, like music was just like music. Like I never, I didn't really know shit about the bands I was listening to. I didn't either. I I think it took punk rock to where I was like, where to to actually delve into the whole thing to like really like oh my god I want to learn everything about this band. Like I learned what liner notes actually meant. You know, like we all did. Like yeah. <laughs> Oh, this band's awesome. And look at all these bands they think. Who are these? Who are them? Who are these people? Oh, this guy recorded this record and he did this one too and they did that one too. And yeah. <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. It didn't none of that existed like nope. for all those years for me before that. 
They used to buy records just because of the label it was on, you know? Oh, yeah, still do. It was on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, still do, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was on Shredder, it was on Lookout, whatever, but, yeah. Now, of course, you know, yeah, Mom's Basement, Eccentric Pop, probably going to be good, right? Yeah, no, you, <laughs> you basically know what you're going to get, like, more or less, you know? And Yeah, there's no uh, guesswork in it. It's like the best of the Lookout stuff without all the extra Lookout shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That wasn't quite yeah. as good. Lookout's awesome though. That whole yeah. I don't know. Man. There was there was so much like great. Dude, stuff. we were we were just talking about that. Me and Jody. <laughs> yeah. There's so much great know. shit, but there's equally as much shit that isn't terrible for me. shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know I, I don't know. I, I think back like a band like Fifteen, right? I heard I heard um, I heard a song in a, a Petroleum Distillation, right? <laughs> I heard it in a bike video and fucking, I, I didn't know who the band, because there was no credits. I wound up hearing a song on a comp that sounded familiar. Like this guy's voice, dude, it took me, I bought four fifteen albums before I found that damn song. I didn't know the name of it. I didn't Sorry. know. Sorry. You, know, hey, you know what though? I, 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 I like, yeah, I liked know, it back then for sure. Yeah, like you know, that shit. Like I never go back to that fifteen or a lot of that stuff. Nope. Not even like Crimshrine. I just, nope. I just don't find myself listening to it anymore. But do still listen to the Queers and the Weasel and the MTX and you know what I mean, the Ghouly shit. It's the uh, it's the subject matter, man. Maybe. Yeah. So yes, yeah, it's definitely you know subject matter is a huge thing. I like songs about girls. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like songs about boys, so I listen to Pansy Division. <laughs> Tons of that's all my kids listen to is Pansy Division. Really, it's the only music they know. They know like two Prozac songs. Are you serious? <laughs> Strictly Pansy Division. <laughs> oh yeah. When are you gonna make the kids album like Vapid, dude? <laughs> I was going to, but then he did it. He, I, right. he stole the every idea. single one of the songs. Fucking Vapid stole your idea. Beat you to the he punch, bogus. So, so frustrating. <laughs> No, to be honest, I was gonna, I was gonna, I, I was trying to put something together too at one point. Just I always thought it would be fun, and I, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of did that a little bit here and there throughout some of the the releases that I've done. Yeah, I don't know. It's I've never shied away from that. Like once I once I had kid, you know, I had my first son right. and family, all that shit. Like everything's in the Prozac's catalog, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even I had my son on one of the album covers and the label I was going to work with was not for it. It's like, oh, that's kind of, kind of, you know, the the last record you had like a lot of songs about your family and stuff like that. And it's like, now you're going to put your kid in the cover. People are going to get like this wrong idea and, you know, might not, <laughs> might, might, might not really like get it. Right. You know, so. <laughs> Okay, oh what God. what's there not what's there to get? I well, mean, yeah, you know what I mean. You're a family man. Yeah, that's what I said <laughs> like too. Like, who the fuck's even buying these records anyway? So, yeah. just fucking do what you want to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I always kind of wondered what made you do like the, you know, under just the solo record side. I mean, it's basically still just the Prozacs, just you're doing everything. Yeah. Or what? Um. So so pretty much like the, the the short end of it all, and that's another one that's like, yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah, Here's so, my heart, though, dude. That's a great record. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, I'm super proud of that one. 
doing the solo record was I, I went through a ton of band members obviously and i still seem to and uh so i got to a point where i had some guy you know the lineup i had and uh i, I tried something different as opposed to just switching band you know getting band members to keep it going i kind of like let the band be the band right which basically meant without me pushing driving and saying whatever the fuck's gonna happen is gonna happen if you're here you're, here, you're not you're not so I, I i i turned i turned that off and let the band be the band and of course the band didn't wasn't able to do anything unless i was like leading it <laughs> and uh so what i did was i kind of left the, the material i was working like the band was working on at the time and that's when i started recording songs for the solo record and, and and so some of that stuff, some of those songs were like older songs that just didn't find their, their way into the Prozac's catalog. And one of those songs was even a Grand Prix tune on the solo record. Which believe one? it or not, which one? The very last, the very last song. Uh, was it uh, that uh, from my heart? Is that what it's called? From my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He said, give you a little a little backstory. Um, shortly after we got back from that tour. That that we uh, because when I met you, like the next day, we drove to uh, Colorado, and we were staying with uh JJ from the Nobodies, and uh, and then we went and recorded the Grand Prix album, driving me crazy. Okay. So that was like literally the day the day after we left St. Louis, which wow. I don't even remember leaving St. Louis. I woke up eight <laughs> hours later, face down in the van. Whoever whoever was running the creepy crawl, just to get me uh get me. Uh, I missed the creepy crawl, good. dude. I loved that place. But uh, but uh, so we recorded the last four songs of Grand Prix recorded after after we did Drive Me Crazy. We did a session back at home before we broke up, and uh, from my heart was in that session. Wow. So it was very different, you know. And it was yeah. and the song was different from you know, the grand prick stuff. So, and I kind of like, I, I had, when we recorded, I had already started like the Prozacs a little bit. And when we, like I did a couple things when we were recording it, that were kind of like testing the waters out for myself. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we did the, we, that was one of the songs, the original version. And Eli who played guitar was like, fuck this. We're never doing a fucking song like this again. Blah, blah, blah. It was all like <laughs> poppy. And, 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 but you know, and like on the, and I was having a hard time with the Grand Prix too, because like I was, I started out just writing lyrics. So like yeah. early on, like you know, Eli played guitar and like I wrote lyrics and we mashed them together, and that was the next song. So as I wrote more and more songs over the years, drives me crazy. I wrote, I wrote like the music for, uh, uh, it was like eight, maybe like eight of the songs on that record, wow. and. Uh, but you know, the, everything had to be fast. Had to be fast. Had to you be guys fast. are blistering fast. <laughs> faster, faster, faster. Yeah, and it was hard because, like, I, I was, you know, I was putting a lot of myself into those songs lyrically, and a lot, you know, I don't know. I'm big on that shit. Like my songwriting, like the emotional side of it's always like it's a huge. It's like the most important part of it for me, and um, you know, so I was like, there was a lot being lost in translation and. But anyways, we did that song, and and it was so I've been holding on to that particular song for like, you know, like long at the time, time. yeah, what like long, long ass time. So the solo record. So what happened was uh, the solo record turned out just being, hey, I'm gonna go in a studio, and I did the song uh, "Don't Go," 
that was the first one I recorded. I recorded it for a Cabana One compilation, and it was like an acoustic song. There's a little song about my son being afraid of the dark. <laughs> and, and and I went and I, I I couldn't get the band together to record a song for the Cabana comp. So I I went to this kid's home studio. I went in one afternoon and just laid down a an acoustic guitar. I did my vocals. I didn't have time to mix it because I had work and all this other stuff. So I, I told the dude, hey, if you want to just do whatever you want to it and send me something, that'd be awesome. So he added like keyboards and some like cool, clean guitars over, you know, yeah. some lead melodies. And, and it fucking, I was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. This is awesome. This is super cool. And I gave it to Cabana and he fucking put it on the opening track mm-hmm. compilation, which I was like, uh, I don't. <laughs> i guess i'm flattered but i don't know it kind of went over went over pretty cool you know like people that heard it anyways so i held on to that tune and then i I, you know i when i put around 2012 and i put the 11 12 i put the prozac's kind of on hold with itself i basically walked away from my own band you know (laughs) You know, you know, so, but, uh, so I started working on a solo record and I, like, I put some songs on that thing that I would, didn't want to do with the Prozacs. Yeah. Cool thing was I've never done a studio album. So doing that, that whole record was like, I'd go in the studio one day, like eight in the morning and I'd, I'd have like half a song or a whole song and I'd sit down with the engineer. He played drums. We'd jam on it and lay the drums down and whatever else I could do to it that day. And then, you know, a few weeks later, I come in for another session. We do the same thing and then go back and work on the stuff we already did. So it was like a year and a half of doing that kind of stuff. That's cool. But, um, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know, you know, to me, like you said, everything kind of feels Prozac's because well, it is. It's you, dude. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, mm. I kind of just split up. It split, I split up. I did that. I started that stiletto bomb. Yeah. Coming down 
you know, and that was, I was going to try to end the Prozacs and, and continue with that, but it didn't, it didn't work out that way. But I remember like, it was like a year, year and a half ago or so you were like, uh, I don't know. It seemed like you were going to end the Prozacs. You were like making posts, like, you know, like, why should I, you know, basically, why should I go on doing this? And then, um, since then, you know, you put out exist, you got a new record, you've been to Germany. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it seems like you guys are more active than ever back at it. Maybe not with touring and stuff, but at least you yeah, know, yeah. recording wise. Yeah. I'm trying to play catch up. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, with with backlog material and everything else, I don't know, man. It's just a, it's part of you. Yeah, I can't get. I think I think things got weird and messy because I tried real hard to uh, cater to like the people I was playing with, which always changed. You know, you get someone in the band; they want to be a be a full member of the band and all this stuff, but they put in ten percent. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Like whatever it takes to keep going. I played with a lot of really good dudes, so I, I I wouldn't bash on the people I played with. But it's just not. They're not. You know, I'm just not around people that are wanting to go where wherever I'm going. But yeah, that lat that when I was gonna right before Exist came out, I had a really cool lineup for like the year. We flushed out what became that record, and then my drummer moved away and. I was like, fuck, you know, another guy moved out to Boston. And uh, I was just, yeah, I kind of gave up on it. And then, but then at the same time, I turned right around and said, you know what? This is the point where I'm like, the show's going to go on. That's it. Right I keep on, trying man. to do this whole, like, you know, Jay Dorbish thing. You know, Jay from Jagger Holly. Right. You know, and it's just, he, he's just uh, constantly in my ear. Next man in line. <laughs> this guy can't do it. The next man in line. Yeah, but you man. know what I mean. Hell yeah, you know? dude! You gotta keep doing it, dude. What the hell has Joe Queer done? You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, dude, I just love making songs. This this album, Ambivalence, is the name of the new record. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I sent it out to a bunch of people because I had a lot of con- I, I had a lot of concerns with it, and I worry. Like I said, I worry myself out like I'm some huge band or something. But at the end of the day, it's like we're all the same. You know, going to work, coming home, and just writing songs and trying to be a family and everything else. Yeah. But the ambivalence record was for me is kind of a, uh, put bringing everything back together. So like I, I, I kind of spread out and did the solo record, did stiletto bomb, the doubt fire. And like, so now my branches were out and like half the new record was intended to be my next solo release. Like those songs, half those songs are direct follow up. Okay. To here is my heart. They were written in succession, so mm-hmm. I've been holding on to them in my mind. I'm like, oh, this was going to be the next solo record because <laughs> whatever you know. And right. a handful of those songs were new Prozac songs. The song "The Ripper" was written the night before me and Jimmy went in the studio. <laughs> right on. Hey, I got a question, Jay. About that, about the Manji song. Why wasn't yeah. it on the vinyl, dude? It's one of the best ones that 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 are there. Oh, thanks. Dude. You guys did a really, really great version of that song i appreciate it but what, yeah. what made you pick that yeah. one just one of your favorites um, or it was the only one left <laughs> <laughs> no that was that was that was my first that was my introduction to the manages was that song right on. did you get the seven inch then or what yeah cool i had the seven inch and then um i um the grand pricks were on a compilation with them it was like a 
three disc. Uh, hey, I got a question for you then. Yeah. Is that why you sent me that demo tape way back in the day? Was that is that how you from that probably sandwich? probably was most likely. That's kind of cool, Jody. I sent uh, J- Jay sent me a demo uh, Grand Prix demo tape in ninety nine two thousand. Jay. Yeah, those are our Sonic Iguana session. Yeah. Cool. And I I found it this past weekend. Sweet. So d- digging through a box of fucking old tapes, still have it. So. Uh, cool. Dude, that was oh, I gotta tell you about that. Oh, so the Mandy <laughs> song, the reason why it wasn't on the uh, the definitely wasn't on the the LP was because we uh, we were a latecomer. Like the LP was already in production, and John John opened up some slots for bonus tracks. Okay, so I was we weren't a part of the original the original thing. So I mean, I was just thankful to be to be a part of it whatsoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, dude. Funny story with uh, the, those that session we were at Sonic Iguana, and um, we had read a had a review of our like our first seven inch, and the guy that reviewed it was was uh, he he basically said this is the case of one of these really great bands, and they could be a great band if their singer didn't suck, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So 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 the, you know that, that there was this review whenever it was. And I can't, I don't remember where it showed up. Probably one of the magazines, Maximum Rock and Roll something. I don't know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> so it turned out being, it was done by this dude in this band called the Mixel Pricks. I remember and, that. Um, <laughs> right, right. So, so so we're in Sonic recording those same songs that I sent you. And uh, I'm, I'm doing vocal, like scratch vocals. So I'm like standing like behind the, you know, the mixing board. Yeah. And the band's playing and I'm doing scratch vocals. And this dude walks in. He's got these. It was probably zines. He walks in with all these zines. He's like, blah blah blah. He's blabbing. He's like, oh, the grand pricks. I heard you guys. Turned out being the same dude, <laughs> right? So he had a he had a new label called like Geek Manga Records, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, oh, dude, I'd love to have you guys on our compilation. Blah blah blah. And I'm just like, and, and, and I'm sitting there. And I I realized who it was at the time. You know. I got that dude that just said my vocals suck. And he sat in while I'm like singing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, oh man, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was interesting. We recorded those songs the day we, the day we arrived at Sonic, the teen idols had left that morning. <laughs> they were, they were recording. Um, Who? They must have, the teen idols must've been I'm recording. Kidding. I'm kidding. Their, the third record, leather. Full leather jacket. Uh, Full leather jacket. Yeah. 
Love the T Niners. Yeah, love right? the T Niners. And the day we left, Mass and Lumley went up to uh, Chicago to start recording Teen Punks and Heat. Don't tell you, you better grow up soon. Or face the consequences of a lifetime planned out. That's exactly what you need. I'm here to tell you, please. The bullshit you've been taught behind it. Find out for yourself that word is slavery. And it makes you a slave. And I know it's easy for somebody like me to say. But I dropped that fucking blunt. And I don't regret the bridges that I burned. Mistakes I made there. What I learned from, yes. You've gotta pay the rent. I am Ben Weasel. You are listening to The Dummy Room with two confused young men who have bad taste in music. Enjoy. So the whole week we were there, they were like we recorded with uh, Fergus Daly, and uh, Lumley did the drum stuff, and Mass was was just in and out the whole time. So he was going to Chicago, and they were like practicing and or whatever, they're setting up that like whatever they were doing. That's cool. But um, we, we had heard some some demos while we were there of some stuff. You know that, that weasel was doing, but yeah, that was kind of cool, just being sandwiched between between those two things. Yeah, three great but records. Yeah, that, dude, that damn uh, Mandy's seven inch. Hell yeah, kudos on that. Thanks, dude. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's a good yeah, one. Yes, it was. Uh, seems like a lifetime ago. You know, twenty years uh, this year. Crazy. Yeah, and it's like Nate. I don't even or um, Jody. I don't know when we um. I remember when we met in the parking lot. 
Do you remember that fucking crazy dude eating that those ants and shit? Oh god, I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> that was Jody. Yeah. <laughs> the uh <laughs> They do shit a little different down there. It was kind of fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, that was had to been like in the late nineties, probably. That actually that was two thousand one. Two thousand one, huh? Cool. Two thousand one, yep. Because that was that was the end, man. We were pretty much done after that. That we recorded the record after that, and uh, we were done like right on. coming up after that. But we, uh, yeah, I don't know. I remember driving in that parking lot. I remember talking about tattoos and stuff. Yeah, I only had a couple tattoos. Yeah, that's all I had. I had my arm. I had like, a, yeah, that. So it was fresh. It was before it was all faded. It was pretty sweet. It was, a, it was actually a Mortal Kombat. It was supposed to be a Mortal Kombat kind of. Uh, I got the twenty seven, and I got the flames going up like in the Mortal Kombat symbol. Yeah, that was a huge Mortal Kombat geek when I was in high school. Right on. <laughs> I, I yeah, dude, that show, dude. Who the hell was the guy that was running that place? I don't know. Uh, his name is Jeff. Because I wasn't drinking. Like I, I, I really wasn't drinking on the tour, and. uh <laughs> That night, and I told I told them oh, I'm good. I'm set. I'm I'm good. I'm all right. And I, from what I remember, I think there was like a caged in area or something. Yeah, like the the part where like bars. like the yeah where the bar was. They had it like caged in so the underage right. kids couldn't get in there. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. so all I remember is a dude bringing me in there, and like I do not remember leaving that cage. <laughs> like, I, I completely <laughs> do not remember leaving the cage. The last thing I remember was. Waking up in the van like halfway to Colorado, <laughs> so like that was my memory. My, my, you know what? My second time to St. Louis was like similar. When Prozac's played in St. Louis, yeah, in two thousand seven, I believe. Yeah, two thousand seven, and we we were like our, we played our last show on our little tour. We were, we were with Johnny Three. Yeah, I remember that happened. show, but I had to fucking work. Can you believe it? Oh uh, yeah, fuck. Like, <laughs> I think Whipler Whipler was there. Yeah, I'm sure he was. And all that guys. And um yeah, dude, that show was like off the hook. And uh I don't know. Like I, yeah, we we left with like a 30 pack of cheap beer and a 30 pack of uh <laughs> White Castle. <laughs> yeah. 17 fucking hours home. Wow. And, um dude, that car smelled so bad. <laughs> that White Castle will kill a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It was horrible. But yeah, the show was I think the place was called Daggermouth or something they called. It. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Basement show. Yeah. I, I, I remember running around during afterwards and like stepping in someone's cooler. So I had like a styrofoam, you know, like a styrofoam cooler. <laughs> like freaking blew apart. Uh, that's hilarious. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Jay, how did you end up? Uh, what, you, you roadied for the queers on a, at least one tour, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, queers, Lillingtons, and the explosion. But dude, the freaking Lillingtons, like that was like my crown achievement. It was like being on the road for like thirty days with the fucking Lillingtons. Hell yeah, man! And uh, what was that at that time? Like, uh, what record were they touring? Uh, it was it was Death by Television. <laughs> Classic. So they they had a different drummer. It's twenty years this year, dude. Oh God! <laughs> when they came through town here on that record, it was it wasn't with uh, it was with like who was it? It was the Queers, Lillingtons, and uh, I 
can't remember, like One Man Army or some shit. I can't remember, but yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, the explosion, though, that was. That was on like half the tour. They had Jughead was playing with the Lillingtons. Yeah. I met up with them. Like, that whole thing happened. Like, I, I went to a show in New Jersey, and uh, Joe just. I, I'd, I'd kind of known Joe. I mean, I knew Joe, but I was still at that, that point where it was like, I don't know. You see him and you hope he'd like say what's up or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I had already done, I did like a merchandise run for them back in the pricks days. And uh, I, I draw, it was a queer chicks dig it and nobody's tour. Mm-hmm. And, um, did you do that whole tour? No, no, no. I, I, I only, I only had, I drove merchandise from New Hampshire to New Jersey because okay. the era. Actually, I only went to Worcester because Jeff from the Guts, well, the connection now. He, uh, right. he drove the merch, merch. Yeah, the merch got shipped late, so it arrived after they left on their tour. So I drove the merch down to um, New Jersey. For whatever reason, uh, Chicks Diggit didn't play that show, but they were on the tour. And uh, we got there, like, got there to the Jersey show. Like, the queers were like on their encore, but then we like hung out with them, and uh, Jay, we, like the, the nobodies and stuff, and uh, and the queers. We went to the movies, <laughs> and then we had Chinese food, and, mm-hmm. and Joe set us up with a hotel room and stuff, and that's where I like I really like kind of solidified my relationship with him and with with nobodies. They both became like super good friends. Yeah. But yeah, I was at the, that show, the Lillington show, and he just, he was like, someone was like interviewing him or something, and then he saw me, and he's like, hey, hold on, stay right there. And after he got done, he's like, what, what's going on, Jay? I'm like, oh, not much. Well, what do you, what do you, what are you up to? You know, same bullshit, whatever. He's like, no, I mean, like, what are you doing for the next like month? <laughs> and then that's when he he asked me if I'd do merch and stuff. Cool. So yeah, I met up in Seattle. So the ne- the next the next uh, couple weeks, like hopeless, got me a plane ticket. I got I came home from work one day and there was a message on my phone, and it was Joe and he's just like, he's like yeah, this is for Jay. Uh, he gave me a number. He's like, I'm at Ben's house. Just give me a call. I was like, holy fuck, he's at Ben Weasel's house. <laughs> so I, I and I called the number and Ben answered. Yeah, and, it, and I was just like, "Holy fuck!" And I'm just like, uh, "Is Joe there?" He's like, "Ah, he left a couple hours ago." I'm like, "All right, thanks, man." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, almost like shaking, like, "Holy crap!" Like, did this just happen? Right. It's cool. I had seen some posts you had made where, like, you were—I guess it was when you were doing merch for the queers or somebody—but like Joey happened to be there, fucking Joey Ramone, and you got to like meet him and shit, right? Yeah, that was uh, Tell that us first. Tell about that because I'm a Ramones geek. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't like talk to him or anything, and I was inebriated. But um, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was it was the Continental in New York, so like Joey lived right near there, and um, so we're at the show, and uh, Dave, you know, D- uh, Dave from John Cougar, yeah. he was playing playing bass. He comes running up to me at the merch table. He's like, dude. Jay, Jay, Jay. He's like, Joey, Joey Ramon's coming. Joey Ramon's coming. He was all flipped out. He ran out to the van and he got a Ramon shirt, one of his Ramon shirts. And like, oh, he comes in here, have him sign it for me. 
So I was like, holy shit, Joe Ramone's coming to the show. And like, <laughs> Joe, Joe had a whole, you know, Joe was like, no drinking. Had a, you know, the, the band couldn't drink right. and stuff on, on the tour. But, you know, Lurch was always, Lurch was the worst. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I had all the drink tickets. I shouldn't have had them either. And I was usually, I was actually pretty good because I don't drink a whole lot to begin with. It's just when I do, I, I get dumb. You do it. So anyway, anyway, that was the last show. A bunch of my friends from Massachusetts came down. So they were bringing me home and fucking I got ripped. And then like, lo and behold, Joey Ramone came. He had evil <laughs> from the independence with yeah. him standing like way in the back. And, uh, yeah, I wound up getting him. <laughs> and uh, I had, I guess he must've signed Dave's shirt. And I had him sign a queer shirt off the merch table, which I took home. Awesome. So I still have I, that fucker framed. Everyone thinks it's Joe Queer when they first see it, because it, you know, says Joey. <laughs> yeah, Joe sure, Ramona. Yeah. And uh, so I, I I didn't get to talk to him, but he when he was standing in the back of the room, I asked him to stay there so I could get a picture with him. Yeah. So I, I ran back and I was digging for my like disposable camera <laughs> that I had on a tour, and and I got some girl to take the picture. And uh, when I developed the camera, <laughs> a couple weeks later. Yeah. yeah, I got a picture. She held the damn thing backwards. Uh, <laughs> I had like a was she cute? Tits. Dude, I don't. I, I don't think so. That sucks. I mean, I guess under those circumstances, though, you would have been like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." But yeah. no, I wanted my picture with Joe Ramone. So I remember. I can remember it clear as day, like standing on with my, like my trying to get my arm around him and stuff, and like <laughs> it, it was him and the evil. And yeah, so I, the only picture I have is the one in my head. <laughs> I didn't get his cool. autograph. But yeah, dude, Joe. Yeah, Joe was Joe was awesome. Like those tours, I did a second tour, so I did two actual tours. The next one was ten days with the Teen Idols and um, Pinhead Circus. Yeah, and that, incl- that included the House of Blues show with Screeching Weasel. Right on. So that's where I met Ben for the first time too. That's cool. I went to a porno shop with Joe once. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We were hanging out in the alley in Green Bay, and uh, there was a porno shop pretty much right next to the cafe. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It was just a couple couple girls that were going, and they were. This, Joe came out. Hey, we're going to the porno shop. Want to go? And he did. That's it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old Joe. And that was in Green Bay, huh? Yeah. The year that was? Mm, it had to have been like 99 yeah 2000 maybe yeah because on that the the one tour the teen idols one we were in green bay i saw that tour and that was that was teen idols and i don't remember if pinhead circus was at that show mm, or not i think they were boris i met roger because <laughs> he was there mm, yeah i saw the queers there so many times i don't remember yeah, yeah. It was my only time ever going to Green Bay. Really? But that one, yeah. Crazy. Prozacs are coming out your way. My way? I think, I think so. Where, Where the hell do you guys live? I'm in Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm still in oh, St. Louis. Yeah, no, we're, oh, we're not going out that way. <laughs> we're not going out that far. We're, we're going to, like, Nashville and uh, uh, Lafayette. Cool. Where are you playing in Nashville? Uh, I don't even know yet. I went to some place there. It was called the Cobra, and it was pretty cool. 
I think oh yeah, that's actually that's it. Cobra Lounge. It was pretty cool there. There's a lot of like uh, a lot of rocker chicks in that place. I've never seen so many in one place my whole life. It was unbelievable. <laughs> like just yeah, a I've shit never, ton. Never. <laughs> like the ratio from women to men was outrageous. I mean, I was there with my old lady and stuff, but my you know, but still, <laughs> just looking around, I was like, "Geez, Louise, man." If you lived in Nashville and were single, that's the place to fucking go. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you have a good uh, time there. I actually was in Nashville like over the summer and right like a week before we got there, someone fucking shot someone in that place though. So be careful, dude. Pretty hardcore. Man. Yeah, I couldn't believe <laughs> bring, it. Gotta bring the big guns. Yeah, man. Wear some Kevlar or something. I don't know. Maybe we won't even fucking go. The club is a little too cool, though, man. A little too intense for me. <laughs> Prozac's canceled. <laughs> they have I'll a nice stage, though, and a really nice PA. But yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe we'll go then. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> uh, we'll I think you'll we'll be all right. I'm sure they probably have security now. I gotta get. I just gotta get Wayne and Jasons to come with us, and we'll be all set. There you go. Wayne will be there. Good old Wayne. Yeah. Been Should on have a had Wayne Dunks kick for a while lately. Yeah, good shit. You know how you just kind of like cycle through all these old records and then become your favorite again for like a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I've been on a, I've been on an Apers kick lately. Yeah, yeah, it's a good kick. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Apers, didn't you have like a? Uh, where we're we gonna do some Sweet Sixteen with Jay with about the Apers? Jay, you wanna do a Sweet Sixteen Apers? You want to do it? We can give it a whirl. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. Who picked you this list, shit. Nate? Is this like a someone sent it in or? Nah, this is me, dude. Okay. Yeah. Bunch of Aper songs. My my daughter randomized them for us. Cool. Oh, very nice. Whenever you guys are ready. Yeah, what do you got? Yeah, what you got? Round one. Round one. We got Wait a Little Longer versus Little Lost Girl. Hmm. Wait a Little Longer is yeah. off of the, uh, the uh, Art of the Underground 7-inch. You know, because I didn't know where that came from, because I, I only, I don't have that. You don't have that? It's on Little live Lost. at the El Dorado, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Little Lost Girl is off the the, this, the first record, the yeah. self-titled. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would go with, Little Lost Girl. Who you got, Jay? Dude, I'm going to go with Wait a Little Longer. Nate, you going to settle mm. this debate? Uh, I, I got to go with Little Lost Girl. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah, I love that song, man. And the whole first album is just gold it's, all the way through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when I made the list, I had to go back and, you know, kind of listen to this stuff again, you know, and I I hadn't heard the, the first record in a while and I forgot how good it was. Uh, dude, I ended dude, up I, listening to it a few times. Yeah. To be honest, I thought wait a little longer because, like I said, I, I I don't have that seven inch and I heard it's on the live record. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I thought it might have been a cover. Yeah. Uh. Gotcha. I don't think it's a cover. <laughs> no, it's a kick-ass song, though. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. did you guys um, did you guys see the uh, Kevin Kevin Aper and and uh, Jay have a new band? Oh yeah, yeah. Some some oh, sweatpants party. 
Yeah, sweatpants party. Holy fuck, sounds, that came out of nowhere. Right. That could be, uh, that might be the best band ever. <laughs> oh, Those uh, two guys, can, they can write songs, man. Do no wrong. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it. No wrong. All right, so we need a tiebreaker, Jody. Oh, he went with Little Lost Girl. I went with Little Lost Girl. Oh. Well, I'm an Indian. <laughs> All right, so next up we got Falling Apart or Moonlight Kisses. Ooh. I'm just going to fucking write this in now. <laughs> well, let's see what Jay <laughs> thinks. What do you got, Falling Jay? Apart. Falling Apart. Yeah, that's what I'd have to go with, too. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I do yeah. like that one. That was easy. All right, next up we got Beauty Queen versus Eyes Wide Open. Both uh, from the uh, first record. Beauty Queen's got like the coolest fucking like like guitar melody of all the Aper songs. <laughs> but I got to go with Eyes Wide Open on that one. Yeah, Jay, what you got? Yeah, I'm going with I'm yeah. going with the Eyes. I would too. That song is still that's like, just like that's like their big like their big like a big single. Yeah, they even had like a video and shit. Did they really? Yeah. If they got a video, that's it. It's sealed, man. There's and like in the video, fucking, there's like there's all this. Ape, there's an ape in it and everything. Yeah, there's like animation and shit. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I've seen that one, yeah. High tech. All right. Next one is uh, Only the Grim Reaper versus Please Come Back to Me. Grim Reaper. Mm, going please the other way. Yeah. Mm, you're going Please Come Back to Me, Jody? Yeah. I'm going Grim Reaper. Wow. Clearly, you guys are wrong. I could not get that song out of my head for the longest time. Hard to do. <laughs> Both good Next ones. Except we got, we got uh, I think it's from the uh, Riptide split. Uh, said You'd Call Me versus uh, Lillian from uh, Buzz Electric. I think it's from Buzz Electric, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, li- yeah Lillian's good, man. Yeah. I'd probably go Lillian too, man. I'd go the other way, but okay. you guys like Lily, you know? I do. You can go the other way, man. The world's wide open now. Yeah, no shame, dude. We're we're here for you. Yeah, it's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we got uh, almost summer versus reanimate my heart. Hmm. Ha ha uh, ha uh, ha uh, ha. Uh. <laughs> what are you thinking, Jay? Uh, I'm thinking I should go Easy. with almost summer, except I, I well, reanimate my heart is one of my favorites too. Yeah, it's a tough choice. I already wrote it in, so <laughs> what did you write in? <laughs> reanimate. I'm going with reanimate. Reanimate, dude. Yeah. It's too good. Slow jam. Yeah, true. <laughs> you want you want to know a quick little a, a little bit of a uh, Apers tie-in? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've brought I've brought three different Apers albums into the studios for three different recording sessions as like your source some, as a source. Yes, like a comparison. Yeah, as a this is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's 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 just you know let's take some cues if possible. It's a good choice, dude. Love yeah. the Apers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, the next one's tough. We got I've Fallen. That's from uh, The Love is a Battlefield 7-inch. Okay. Versus 
fine, all right, and okay. It's actually not that fucking hard. It's tough for me at all, dude. <laughs> I love that Sonic Doll split. That's what I'm going yep. with, yeah. Jay? Yeah, that's. I'm going there, too. Yeah, nice I had ass. I had it written in before anything else. So. That's one of my f- all-time favorite <laughs> Apers cuts. You don't, even have to, you don't even have to think. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. All right, and the last one for round one is It's All Over You Know from Reanimate versus Something More to Someone, which was off of the uh, 20 Below split. Hmm. Which is a r- really good fucking song, but... That's my shit. Yeah. When I first heard that song, I thought he was saying it's all over your nose, and I thought it was like a coke, but a coke bitch or something. <laughs> it does kind of sound like that. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was all over your notes. Well, you were wrong, too. Yeah. All right. I thought it was about lymph nodes. <laughs> oh, really? oh, dude, that's, that's horrible. <laughs> right. Like some Kevin, kind of cancer Kevin. song. It's all over your nodes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. All right, round two starts with Little Lost Girl versus Falling Apart. Hmm. Little Lost Girl. Nate? Oh, I go Falling Apart all day on this one. Thank you. 
you are the slow jam king. <laughs> but uh, gotta go slow, dude. I have to go a little lost girl, dude. Sorry. Oh hell no! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up, we got eyes wide open versus only the Grim Reaper. Hmm. For me, it's That's eyes wide one. open. You know, I'm gonna go with Reaper. I'm going Grim Reaper too, man. Wow. The, the whole ascending, the whole ascending part is just yeah, I mean, yeah. But still, wow. They're both <laughs> awesome. What can you what can you do, man? You got to go one or the other. True. All right. Next up, we got Lillian versus Reanimate My Heart. Reanimate. Yeah, reanimate. Absolutely. Okay. And finally, play? round two is uh. Fine, all right, and okay versus it's all over, you know. It's all over. Not for me. I go nope, the other it's way. It's all over for fine, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking fine and all right and okay. Absolutely. Fine, all right, and okay. Is, I think that that's how I can win this shit. It's destined to win this thing. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Round three. Round three, we're going Little Lost Girl versus Grim Reaper. <laughs> I'm going Grim Reaper on this one. I'm, I'm staying with Grim Reaper. Yeah, me too. Even though 
what's next? Reanimate my heart versus fine, all right, and okay. Reanimate. Nate. I gotta stick with my favorite song, man. I'm from the Apers. <laughs> fine, all right, and okay. Yeah, that's what I would give it to, man. Okay, so now what? Final round. This is it, dude. Grim Reaper versus Fine, All Right, and Okay. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going. I already wrote it in. Jay? I'm having a, I'm having indecision. I'm staying with the Reaper. Okay, Nate's got to break this tie. Uh, fine, all right, and okay. Yeah. Gotta be, man. It's, it's, it's my favorite Aper song, man.
love the little kind of weaselly part at the beginning. It's great. It's just so damn catchy, dude. It really is. They're they're yeah. all great. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. So yeah, I love the Apers, man. It was fun to go back through um pretty much the entire catalog. They have so much shit. You know, I didn't realize they had so much stuff until oh, yeah. you really like Dude, spend yeah. the week <laughs> listening to it, you know, at work. <laughs> It's like holy Especially shit! They, like seven inches, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, great songwriters, both Marine and and Kevin, of course. And um, yeah, I have much love for the Apers. Oh yeah. oh yeah. That first album was just one of the few mind blown records for me. It's really and good. Was, I, I really love after, Reanimate after, like, too. Well, when Reanimate. reanimate yeah, that was like a next level for me. Yeah, it was, felt like they were kind of like making a new statement, you know? And I yeah. remember hearing some of those songs live. Like, we had done a shitload of shows with them. And, uh, yeah, that record just... that That's my favorite Apers record by far. By far as it can be over the first one. <laughs> right. Buzz Electric's awesome, too, you know? And, True. It took I spent me a little most while. of this week looking for that damn. C- I have a CD. <laughs> I never found I mine. Couldn't either, find man. it, dude. What do you think of the later records, like the, uh, the, the um, what the hell, the, the confetti table you dance on, confetti. It's pretty good. I like. I like. You're only as strong as a table you dance. Yeah. It's all right. Confetti's good. I like that Dear Ben song, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It was. I. Yeah. You know. I had like 23 songs on this list, and it was so hard to to rule it down to 16 but ben was ben was on there you know yeah but. yeah that's definitely uh it get, gets a different vibe after marino's in the band right after he, you know, he was out he's yeah he's an amazing songwriter dude, those guys are all fucking dude they're all such sweethearts yeah. and they're all uber talented and they're they're like the european version of you know those lookout days over here with yeah all the intermingling and this core group of guys that like sprouted so many amazing bands. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, uh, like the European weasel. Yeah. Yeah. Marine is like vapid. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. The hidden I mean, secret. Totally. Yeah. Secret weapon. Yeah. Cool. Uh, love that band, dude. Um, only got to see him the one time and yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, dude, I booked them. I booked them in a teen center near my house right. at a high school. And it was awesome. It was us and Johnny Three. We did. I forget what we did. We did a, like seven or eight shows. That's cool. That's really. It cool. was amazing. Amazing, amazing. I saw them at CBGBs for the first time, actually, ever. Really? This is my first time ever going to CBGBs, which was obviously way late in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, awesome show. The Apers, Groovy Ghoulies, Curious George, and the Epoxies. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, if you're going to see a show George. at CB's and it's not the Ramones, it might as well be the Ghoulies and the fucking Apers. Yeah. You know, I spent my whole <laughs> night talking with Jesse from the Epoxies. Right on. Pretty much, he was in the Automatics. Yeah. And like the Automatics. Yeah. Like one, 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 oh, <laughs> yeah, the Automatics were the shit. My God. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they fucking rule, dude. Oh, yeah. That was the Grand Prix, man. Like, 
all the, those snotty mutant pop bands. Right. The Connie Youngs and, you know, After School Special. and uh, yeah. oh, Those records, I flipped on every one, one of those records. was just like a complete flip out of just short blast of more woe. You want to know where the, my woes come from? <laughs> all those bastards, man. They all did it. Totally. So I got a question for you guys. Who's your, fi- like, who's your favorite mutant pop band? Just if, just name a, your favorite one. Like, if somebody asked you if you could only listen to one more mutant pop band for the rest of your life, who is it? Hmm. Dirt Bike Annie. Dirt Bike Annie is the right answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I don't know. I th- dude, I love Dirt Bike Annie. I love Hit the Rock. It's so good. Wild horses, drawing quarter, hiding traces of is like that they were a different level they were in a different place mm-hmm. you know i probably Definitely. say dungs man at this point i'm in a big dungs phase dungs would be number two cletus was good though man fuck dude hell yeah cletus was amazing the but i never i never i never put cletus in the mutant pop thing though just because they only had that one record right the only right. seven inch right but cletus was fucking great John no, they were Cougar awesome. That, was that great. Dude, dude there's so many great Dude, ones. hey, okay. So the Dummy Room group, right? I don't know if you saw this the other day, Jody, but somebody fucking flagged a John Cougar concentration camp post. For what? For fucking racism or discrimination or something. I, I found out who I found out who it was. You know who it is, right? Yeah, I know who it is. is that guy I don't Chris? know who they are, but I What's his name? Chris Fields. I think that's the guy that did it. Oh, was it? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Chris Fields. <laughs> no, but I think his name was Chris. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not kidding you. But yeah, so somebody flagged it for racism, and and then the same guy also flagged 
Is this the same uh, dude who flagged Phil. Ben? Ben's wiener? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, I don't think so. Some guy flagged Phil for posting a picture of him and some Russian dude or something. What? It didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like the people more people we get in the group, we run a bigger chance of having <laughs> an asshole or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. I almost wanted to write the guy and ask him what the deal was. Like, has he not heard John Cougar Concentration Camp? You know? <laughs> Did he have an issue with the name, or was it because the album was called Melons? Mm, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming, I'm assuming it was the band name, but dude, Jeez. Oh, somebody Great a little band. too sensitive, man. Come on, yeah. you don't get the joke. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, John yeah. Cougar Concentration Camp was a great fucking band, and oh yeah. So, what's the future for the Prozacs looking like, man? You're just gonna keep trucking. Jay's never gonna stop, dude. I'm all about the songs. That's just, it's like a disease. Dude. That's what's so cool about you, man. It's just you just write songs and you don't give a fuck. You just put them out, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I put a lot into them. I really yeah. do. Yeah, that's awesome, I mean, man. I'm an over. I overthink, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's all about the songs and then the life, the lifestyle, the community. You know, talk about like how we got into punk rock. You know, when you got into punk rock and like. You know, the whole Green Day era, the whole early 90s, where it seems like we all kind of just came from. Yeah. And, like, here we are in our 40s, and, you know, you're sitting in a fucking wherever you're at. <laughs> yeah. Sitting on a Kids computer to talking to, to sleep, two but... other dudes about this shit that we've been into yeah. for, like, our whole lives, yeah. you know? <laughs> Nate's like, damn, my kids, is that are they, are they waking? And, you know, Nate's like... <laughs> Nate's at the office, joking. though, right? You're at yeah. Your office. I come into work and do this because my kids. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I'm smart. Yeah, I'm in my bedroom right now. My yeah. wife's like, damn it, I want to go to bed. She's waiting for you. I'm doing the classic <laughs> internet geek thing. I'm in my <laughs> fucking basement, dude. <laughs> yeah. At least it's my basement. It's not my fucking mommy's. Are you putting together your uh, your playlist <laughs> for the next gig? <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yeah, throw, throw the old school shit in there. We might, dude. Dude, I had a starter jacket. I was totally like, I wasn't into rap, but that same early '90s, like right before the punk rock stuff, or right, or even right around it. Yeah. Dude, all the Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> right on. Above the rim, above the rim <laughs> soundtrack, dude. Rough and stuff in my after puffs. You know what I mean? Huh? <laughs> ah, dude, Warren G. One eight seven on undercover cop and shit. Oh yeah, dude! Fucking Cypress Hill. <laughs> the river, but with no paddle. Got you on lockdown. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude! Onyx, you guys ever listen I remember to Onyx? Onyx? Yeah, I remember that Move shit. Back, motherfuckers! The Onyx is here. Yeah. Nope. You don't oh, remember dude, that shit? Awesome. How do you not remember dude, that? 1992 annual fuck fest. Oh my god, <laughs> that was probably more punk rock than anything else. Buying that fucking album. <laughs> totally. Onyx, back the fuck up, Nate. If you get a chance, you should look that thing up. <laughs> Uh, about that freaking you remember fucking body count like ice t was like oh, yeah. some hardcore band it's pretty cool yeah yeah They're still he around did some stuff recently yeah really he did the uh he did the um the suicidal tendencies the pepsi song cover yep and it's oh, yeah. fucking hilarious yeah it's really good actually institutionalized? He's awesome. yeah. institutionalized yeah he did a video wow but he changed the lyrics up you know so he's like playing his xbox and his wife is giving him shit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. 
Does he do the whole Pepsi thing? He does all uh, that shit. I don't remember. Hmm. I have to look that up. Coco is in it. Coco is in it. Maybe he switched it up. He was going for a Coke, yeah. I saw a freaking body count live. It was awesome. Oh, no <laughs> shit. Was it like a festival or was it, it was a like show? A little little club gig. Maybe a couple hundred people. It was pretty cool. It's rad. Yeah, old school. Fuck yeah. The only rap band I ever saw was some band called The Far Side. Oh, yeah? I don't know if I knew <laughs> about were, them. I think, I think it was like an airwalk tour. It was with like Voodoo Glow Skulls and Lesson Jake and Face to Face. I used to love Face to Face, man. Yeah, they're good, but... I heard they were like, supposed to play here acoustic and then the show got canceled. I was kind of I was thinking about going just to check that out. Didn't, I never saw Face to Face. I thought they played this week. I thought Ray Rocket played with them. I think the Hey, I saw I saw one show that Ray Ray played and they canceled off of. It might have been Maybe ours. That was, yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't want to see him acoustic though. Fuck I, that. I saw him acoustic. Balls out. It was pretty cool. I it, think it'd be fun. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Different interpretation on classic songs you love, you know. But um Hey, know. you know what? Again, it comes down to the whole thing. You're fucking out there doing it, whatever it means. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're still singing and playing your songs. I mean, he, he probably has just as much fun as when he's doing it with Bottle Rocket, you know? I don't mean Ray. Really, I mean face-to-face. Oh, uh, face-to-face? I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I love face-to-face, dude. But yeah, dude, I, I don't I know. Love, I love, I mean, disconnected, like yeah, every dude. single version of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's on all their records. <laughs> They were the first band I ever saw live, actually. Really? Really? I never like, saw them live, the dude. first The first show. Yeah, Face to Face, Hagfish, and The Pissed. That was my wow. first. The Pissed. My first show. Dude, Hagfish. Did you ever hear I of those guys? Oh, yeah. I don't know The Pissed, dude. Yeah. I yeah. haven't thought about any of those bands in ages. Especially yeah. Hagfish. They were good. They were good, dude. I used to just yeah. go to any punk show, man. I saw kinds of those, like, you know, fat bands and shit back in the 90s just because oh, yeah. it was something to do. Saw strung out a few times and shit. Yeah, how many bands? How many bands have you seen that you know you saw but you just don't remember the shows whatsoever? Oh, a ton, no, dude. It's crazy, <laughs> man. Drink, I, you know, I, mean? I used to get I fucked up. Yeah. I don't really drink anymore, really. I mean, every once in a while. Dude, I saw Weston like three times, and like I don't remember a single one of them. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> I never saw Weston. Yeah. Uh, I don't no, know if I just did or not. I can't remember. There's a ton a of bands. bands. Yeah. Seen a bunch of people. A lot of bands that I don't even remember, you know, who they were. Because I'd be. Fucking have nots. Like, damn. I don't know, man. Yeah, those guys were terrible. <laughs> Singer was a dick. Yeah. They had a cute girl <laughs> on bass, though. That, that was a singer, right? Yeah. No. Well, no. She sings a couple Jody, things. Right? it's st louis as a hall yeah for you especially yeah like to go back out there though i'd like to see a prozac show in person man i haven't seen the prozacs live yeah i'll have to have you play with us that'd be fun dude play guitar (laughs) sing (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh... i guess you're gonna have to learn learn how to play wishing and waiting Dude, I love that song. That's my favorite off the new the new record so far. It's just been stuck in my head. Plus, I like the I like the slow jams. Well, yeah, not only that, but 
<laughs> it just feels so real. You know what I mean? Like everyone can, I think anyone and everyone will can and will relate to that song. You know what I mean? It's about kind of the daily struggle, you know? I love it. Yeah. Can we play it or do we have to wait? No, go ahead. Okay, yeah, you cool. Can play yeah, check out this fucking song. It rules. Been wishing for the summer, waiting for the sunshine, wishing for the warm air, waiting for you, getting tired of the winter, working all the late nights, wanna have some us time, just be you. And I know that there's gotta be more than wishing and waiting, hoping and praying. I know that there's gotta be more than the daily grind we're trying to get through. probably get fined by out loud like two or three thousand bucks but whatever it's worth it <laughs> uh, i love uh, that yeah, song go, yeah go for it cool 
Yeah, so you heard it here first. When the record huh? comes out, make sure you get that shit. Yeah, it's it's uh, I like the record, Jay. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's good, dude. Okay. It's got the you patented Prozac background. You don't have to entertain me if you don't like it. That's uh, that's okay too. Um, no, I really like it. I, I told you before off the record that I liked it. So, yeah. <laughs> Jody Jody said it sucked, but yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, dude, I was I, I was concerned. Like I said, I sent it to a I sent it to a bunch of people, just like some friends and fam. Um, fans, you know, super fans is what you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just like because I got oh, yeah. one. I do. There's one super fan. I don't want to give give the name away. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was having like I had some concerns because this record. There's a lot with this record that was like weird for me. It is a little uh, kind of different. Like uh, even like the first time. song, how the drums are kind of shuffling along. It's kind of different from a lot of your stuff. But it's yeah. awesome, dude. And this is the first Prozac's album with a different drummer. Yeah. Jim I have two drummers like over the last like fifteen years. And um the album that Jimmy and I were writing for the Prozac's back in two thousand twelve turned out being basically Stiletto Bomb. Okay. And that that was kinda like you we were talking about the, the solo stuff and the and the like the other the other shit I was doing. Yeah, dude, that, that stuff was like in between like that stuff was for me is like a missing album. But anyways, right. yeah, the the wishing there the uh, the new record. Yeah, it's I had concerns. Hey, what are you just, saying on that? Listen, learn and dance. What are you saying? Let's do it for. I couldn't. Larry. 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 Okay. Who's Larry? Uh, Larry was a he was he was a a guy from the the local scene in the area. Okay. And I was a huge, huge supporter of like music. Everybody, he, yeah. uh, him and his buddies used to run a website, and they, they cre- back in the 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 late nineties and early two thousands, they ran. Uh, they had over two hundred bands from the area that they created websites for, wow. and just hosted and promoted, videotaped, and uh, this guy played in a bunch of like bands like silly bands they're kind of like the off kilter old school kind of punk stuff but this guy used to dance at every show they call him dancing larry so that was what he he passed away um he got real sick he passed away at 60 and uh so this the song listen learn and dance was a song i wrote the day the the day of his wake which was like three years ago and um we had done a seven inch prior to that with a song on it for him called dancing larry just because he was such an awesome fucking dude like we wanted to write a song for him but he's been in the scene since like the the late 70s wow and it's funny because um i i didn't know much about this guy uh he uh he was around like in the grand prix days the Grand Prix got like put on like this LP compilation that was pressed in Germany, but it was all bands from this area. Again, at that time, I was like, I, I didn't know what was going on, and it was all the, mostly older bands. I didn't know why we were on it, but this guy was the connection. You know, he really liked the band. I didn't really know him, and then when I started the Prozacs and ended the Grand Prix, like the scene kind of turned on me. So I was kind of just like, fuck everybody, and I, I was just start doing my own little thing. You know, and uh, Larry was coming around. He'd come to practices and hang out, and 
He's, he's weird. He's he's got a very unique look. He's a bald head. He's weird suspenders. He's he does these crazy dances that he looks like he's like convulsing and. <laughs> But he was, he was just a super, super incredible. He's super smart. The guy was, like, crazy, like, you know, educated. And um, we had a lot of talks in the, or in the probably, you know, in the years, maybe the three, four years before he passed. And he was talking about shit. He used to be pen pals with Larry Livermore and stuff. And, like, there's all this crazy stuff that I didn't even, like, have any idea he was, like, involved in. But anyhow, that song was, like, commemorate him so it's cool and the whole he was a big inspiration and that's what the songs were that was one of the songs that was kind of in question because you know me and like jimmy my drummer who drummed on the album you know jimmy's known larry since the early 90s and um he's an important person you know in our lives so but if having like that song like that on the record is like exactly like you just said who's what are you saying who's you know, so it's like, are these things gonna be weird for just like an average fan or listener? Or no, I mean it's so. still catchy. I just I couldn't I couldn't really tell what you were saying right off the top. Yeah, but at the same time, it's the whole like the whole thing. Like you know what, you just got to do what you got to do. You can't please everybody. Right, you got to please yourself first. You got to be happy with your with what you're doing. And yeah, I get what? it, dude. I love that you're still doing your thing, man. Never really stopped. I stopped now, for a long time. I'm trying to get back into it, though. I do. You can do it. You're okay. in the fucking dumping room. Yeah. Where dreams are made. <laughs> Dude, what is this? Like, episode... You're on, like, episode, what, like, 42 coming out? 42? 42. Holy shit. That's crazy. Dude, you know, more Isn't that than crazy? Us. That's awesome. That's crazy, man. If we, we were a kid, we would have already been born. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing you're you're that you know what i mean that's awesome yeah, it's cool it's working out it's all the people you've talked with all the stuff you did you know yeah it's really it's fun right. man you know I, I think i think i asked you to be on the you were like one of the first people i i asked and you were definitely yeah. the first bumper we ever got. you gave us our first bumper and awesome. that was it it took like uh eight months well i fucked it up twice <laughs> well true <laughs> yeah you know what part of me was thinking i was just gonna like fuck it up for tonight just to do it <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you did <laughs> uh, i really felt bad tuesday man i just fucking i couldn't pass it up tax season i always like i'm one of those people i owe money every year because i'm a, like a private contractor so that my taxes aren't getting taken out so yeah. i always have been ended up having to pay like all these fucking crazy ransoms that sucks. Yeah, dude, I hate it. And you would think that I'd be smart enough to like maybe put a little uh, a side account where I could just deposit my own money so that this time of year I don't have to, all this stress like I do right now. <laughs> but I'm not it's that not fucking easy. smart. I can't save. It's hard to save. Yeah, it really is. When you got kids and bills, it's almost impossible. Music addictions. That too. <laughs> of course. Uh, we we actually we did our taxes last week. Right so I, I was expecting it not to be so good. We did all right, so I can't complain. Right on. You know, at the end of the day, it's like doing all right or whatever. It's all doesn't it all basically kind of work out? Yeah. Anyway. I got my taxes back already. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got my state back. In like it was like three days or something. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know when federal. Yay. Well, when I get my federal, and I'm gonna buy 
I'll I'll buy the rights to the dummy room. <laughs> How much? <I'll> take, <laughs> yeah, what you got? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably give you like four or five hundred pennies at yeah. least. <laughs> I think you're overselling it. <laughs> yeah, you're overbuying. We'll give you a better deal than that. Oh, uh, rad, dude. I tried. Well, we get milkshakes after. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk anything about that McCracken stuff you've been doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's how, How'd that come about, man? Yeah, I was kind of wondering shit. about that. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. That was fire. Is that guy a dick or what? Uh, <laughs> William? <laughs> William? William McEgg? And how come you don't I'll have you some what. kind of shell and all that stuff? What's going on? Dude, the McCrackens, man. You weren't there yeah. for that explosion or whatever <laughs> at the fucking chicken restaurant. <laughs> the, ex- the explosion? Nuclear yeah. explosion. No, I wasn't there. Lucky you. No, I, was, like, I was popping pills or something somewhere <laughs> trying to get half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the McCrackens, I don't know. Freaking weird. It was weird that that happened. <laughs> it's cool. I love you, the McCrackens. Yeah, I was going to say, so you must much. have been a fan, right? Yeah, I mean, dude, all those... Uh, talking about all the stuff that, like, getting into fat record shit, and then, like, Screeching Weasel in the Queers and MTX. And then, like, the next tier was, like, that mutant pop world. And I think, like, the bridge was, like... The bridge between those was all these compilation albums. And all these, you know... The back ass words, you ever, yeah, you ever inner bang mm-hmm. records, yeah. Oh my god, that that's in, oh, such an incredible freaking compilation. The Krakens were on that, yeah. Like and, uh, back in those it, days, man, those comps were really important because we didn't have the internet, so a lot of times yeah. you found out about bands through comps, you know. Crazy, I, know I did, crazy dude. The Connie Dong, like so many of these bands, and it was like when you actually found like a record, like one of their CDs or something in the wild, yeah. It was like, it was like, it was, it was a quest. It was like, dude, I remember buying my first Zoinks album and, uh, cause one of the most important comps for me was punk uprisings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, So I searched out like everything and like Zoinks. I remember going to a freaking record store and find, I found, uh, their album, you know, same place I found, like I picked up the automatics first album the connie dung's first record like i was kind of blown away finding mutant pop stuff in like yeah. record stores it must have been a uh-huh. record store holy shit yeah <laughs> crazy dude but i don't even know what the hell we were talking about before that <laughs> the krakens yeah the krakens were on like every comp i think oh yeah dude <laughs> they had like so many songs it's crazy they were flipping nuts but dude yeah that with that, that mickey and mallory yeah, it's a good one. Uh, EP, like that was my jam. That thing was. Oh yeah. Between that and like Mega Anal, like that that consumed like a whole summer for me. Right on. The, the Boris Sprinkler Mega Anal album. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a good one. Uh, and fuck yeah, she's a good one. Mm-hmm. But uh, with the McCrackens, uh, so Cheapskate Records, who was putting out, you know, I had put out a good portion of the Prozac's catalog with them he uh, he wound up putting out a mccracken's album mm-hmm. the good one uh, that exit yeah yeah i love that record yeah, dude too. so what's uh, up with that label is that is that done what's he do now yeah yeah it's done yeah that, sucks. that was a cool label uh, it's funny because i actually talked to him for the first time in quite a while 
and uh, like literally days ago, <laughs> I'm like, dude, put the label back and let's do let's do this new Prozac album. There you go. But um, he's doing like art, painting and pro, like painting and art type stuff and selling it on you know the Etsy or whatever. Really? I think he'd like to do it, but that, that dude Jason, who uh, he's another one. I don't know. All the people I work with, I wind up getting these really kind of deeply involved relationships with. Yeah. I think I just kind of kind of keep myself, I don't know, I think it's just kind of the way I am. I try to be surrounded by people that are, like, passionate and love what you're doing. Either that or I'm just like, I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> <laughs> but Jay, Jay at Cheapskate, he, uh, so he, lives in, he lived in upstate New York in Albany, which is only, like, an hour hour and a half from where i live so when the, he he was really into the grand pricks and he wanted to put out something by the grand pricks then we broke up and he was interested in doing the first prozac album and i had a couple little labels interested in that yeah because that and was on what irresponsible ir- irresponsible yeah, yeah, yeah. so um yeah he was out of rhode island and uh so we wound up doing i wound up doing the second you know the thanks or nothing lineup broke up then I had the, the second incarnation, which was Monsters Night Out. And I wound up doing that with, with Cheapskate. And then we just kind of got real close after that. So, um, and, you know, and I pushed bands, Johnny Three and Rydell's, towards towards him. But, um, yeah, I put out a whole bunch of fucking records with Cheapskate. Yeah. And that was really cool. And then he, anyways, he put, so he put out, he started picking up, like, he did a, a record with the popsters mm-hmm. yeah. um there's another european band i think the nappies um but the pops they even popsters were popsters awesome. were fucking great yeah, yeah they were cool you know? and uh then he out of nowhere was like gonna do a record with the mccrackens i was like holy shit and yeah dude i love that record because it was just kind of balls to the wall straight to the point you know, and and I thought the production was fucking great. I love, I just love how that record sounds. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, of course, like with any band, you talk to the band, and you know they have a different feeling or view. Or it comes from a different place or whatever. And um, but yeah, he put that record out, and I I, I took that opportunity to, to to reach out to the McCrackens and just say, hey, we're label mates. That's so fucking cool. I love you guys. I'm a super fan and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> look at me. I'm a geek. This rules. <laughs> and, um, and, and then I wound up getting talking to Bill and then he was just kind of really cool. And, um, we, we talked about, uh, doing a split with cheapskate, so, you know, Jay, Jay, Jay brought it up and that, then we wound up doing a split record together and they covered one of our songs and, we covered one of theirs, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" The McCrackens are playing one of my songs better mm-hmm. than we play it. <laughs> and uh, they they did a double feature, which was off our first album. Yeah, a classic. So, you know, yeah, and it was it was so that that happened, and then I kind of just kept in off and on contact with Bill, and we talked about there was like a Vindictives tribute thing coming up. It's happened a couple times with the Vindictives. <laughs> Like there was going to be some Vindictus tribute tribute record, and so they were doing a song, and we um so me and Bill wound up doing 
Prozac's and a McCracken song uh, tribute together. Basically, he recorded it. I did vocals and stuff at my house, and um, we did that. And we talked about doing writing something original, and it just turned into let's do an album. After we had done, you know, we did the split seven inch and shit. But after that, yeah, that I don't know. We wound up with this Doubtfire thing, which just kind of came out of nowhere. solo record so i was working on my solo album and like taking uh kind of splitting off in different directions i had a lineup at the time with the prozacs that was just wasn't fucking good (laughs) you know the band it was all right but it was just i had a couple of a couple of the actual kind of douchebag dudes and uh so so i was working on a solo album people were getting pissed off i mean why are you doing that Blah blah blah, and then then uh, the the thing with Bill came up, and we we're like, let's write a whole album. And then what happened was we each started writing songs, sending each other. So the deal was, 
we each write music and send it to each other. Don't give each other any kind of vocal melody or anything. Just the music, and we traded the music and wrote lyrics to each other's songs. And that's that's what we did. That's cool. We made a bunch of demos, and then I flew to Vancouver for a week, and we recorded the record. And boom, that was it. <laughs> I did a record with Bill McCrack, and I hung out in his house for like a week. And I haven't talked to the dude in like two years. He's kind of been, like disappeared. I don't know if he's like pissed off at me or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's kind of like been underground. And now I see they're they're playing the, the punk rock Reduna, which is amazing. Yep. And um, but dude, Bill is nothing but amazing. Like I learned a lot too, like musically from him. And like I got to hang, hung out with all of them uh, the first night I got out there, and uh, so that was uh, that was with Spot and Phil and AC. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just awesome, man. They were so fucking cool, and getting to learn like I didn't really like know like how how deep like all their musical roots went. Yeah. You know, and they're all like those guys are all playing in the playing in the eighties and putting out records and you know, big on all the glam <laughs> you know, rock and all that stuff and uh but dude, they're just an amazing bunch of you know like spot, you know, and uh San Sandy and uh Bill are really just amazing musicians both. <laughs> Anyways mm-hmm. Ramble, Ramble, Ramble. Yeah, yeah I've heard. had uh, I've had dealings with uh, AC, you know, just to just to, you know, he's like their agent. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yeah, agent. He's a super nice guy, and uh, Phil was Phil was awesome to talk to. So, but anyways, yeah, dude, the McCrackens. I don't know, Doubtfire. I love those songs. I want to play them out live. We're actually at this point. We're getting. I'm gonna have the band learn like some of those songs and start playing them in our live sets. That's awesome. That's cool. I like that record, man. Yeah, it's good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Jay. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out for a couple of hours. Yeah, man. Thanks yeah, for cool. having me. Appreciate. It. I love what you guys are doing. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. We love what and, you're uh, doing too. It's awesome. You're yeah. still going. Prozac's have been around for forever. A long forever. Let's just say that. So like since yeah. the first record was what, like 2002 or something, 2003. Yeah, it came out in 03. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So long ass time. Hey, it's awesome, man. You guys, you guys are bringing. I love all the people you're you're interviewing and bringing in and hanging out with and cool little community. You guys created something, so kick ass. Thanks, man. It's yeah, good, man. It's good to be a part of it and. Well, thanks for your support. Yeah. Let's all give 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 Wayne a big hug. Here, Wayne, you get a big hug. <laughs> hey, group hug. <laughs> we know Heather. We know, we know Heather's listen. We know Heather's gonna listen, even yep. if it, even if she has to grudge through it. Heather got the new record. Actually, Heather and Wayne both got the new record. Right yeah, I knew she got the new record. And I was a little jealous. So, <laughs> yeah, well, so thanks for sending it to us. So. Hell yeah! Hey, thank you guys, man. Wayne got it too. Wayne, yeah. Dude, Wayne and I, I think we've had a lot of the same kind of talks with Wayne. Wayne yeah. Wayne's, a, Wayne's a good dude, and yeah, oh, he yeah. needs good, some good people. Yep. Oh, yeah. Good good circle of friends. We're all, you know what I mean? Totally. Cool. Thanks so much, Jay. Woo-hoo. See you later. Hey, thank you, Ann. 
Listen to the motherfucking dummy room. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> All right, later, guys. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. DJ. You too. All right, bye. This is Phil McCracken, and this is the dummy room. That was fun. Yeah. Talking to Jay Prozac. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Good dude, great music, you know. Just a cool dude all around. Yeah, he's uh he's becoming like this uh legendary guy, right? Yeah, at this point. It's hard man. to believe that the fucking Prozacs have so much music out there. It's crazy. I love it, man. I love that the dude just keeps on churning shit out, you know? Just yeah. for the love of it alone. It's just cool. Absolutely, man. Um, super cool. He sent us the the new record. I like it. I like it too. And and um, I love that he let us play one off of it. Yeah, we should play another one. Ah, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at one. We don't want to go the intruder route and play all our cards before the shit even comes out. Yeah. So, which that's coming out soon. Yeah. I hope it's better than that that new song. It will Oof. be. There'll be some good shit. I on know, there, it dude. Will. I like the first two we heard anyway. I just didn't really care for that new one that much. Yeah, so uh, what else is happening? Anything coming up next week? What are we doing? Uh, we might have a we might have a cool guest. Yeah. We might not. We'll see. Yeah, you got to tune in to find out. But yeah, whatever we do, it'll be something. And it'll be free for your uh, ear holes. Ear holes. Free pleasure to your ear holes here at the dummy room. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, all right, man. So, uh, yeah, this is episode 42. Thanks for listening. Yeah, very much. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Dummy Room. Hope you have a great week, and we'll meet you back here next Thursday. Goodbye.